Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can create a much more, uh, much better and happier world. I've been broadcasting all day this morning. I uh, actually started at not 10, but 9 a.m. this morning with an interview with a, a famous scientist, a philosopher named Irvin Laszlo in Italy, and then um, had... Um, Ian Cullen from Cyprus on my second hour, Professor Jerry Pollock, a famous water scientist on the third hour uh, or the second hour, and then um, uh, Susie Ward of Matthew Speaks on for two hours at the end. So I'm back again now, and I have a a fantastic and a famous nutritionist named uh, Dr. Gary Knoll, N-U-L-L. He's a wonderful fellow. I just interviewed him last week, and I'll be playing that pre-recorded interview with him I had um, uh, earlier. one of the amazing things he he did he said he did is is um, he helped he he helped people live about twenty seven to thirty percent longer um, in clinical trials through his diet methods and his supplements. He's a wonderful man, and I, I know you'll really enjoy it. Um, one thing I didn't have a time to go over this this morning were the messages from the uh, from the Pleiades, and I've got one here. Um, uh, I am from the Pleiades, and they are my star family. So I am in touch with them and they give me messages all the time. And this one here is from uh, mentalize the perfect, most harmonious relationship possible in your job where your colleagues are kind and loving, where your family is in full harmony. Um, and, and uh, the, the world is in, is in peace because this year they say is, is a year of creation where we will create the kind of world and the kind of planet we want and the kind of future we want. So it's very important to think positive and not to get too negative about things. I know it's hard out there and there's a lot of challenges, but just remember we, we are powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier planet. And we're doing it right now. Look what they've done in Canada. Oh my goodness. Truckers have come out, you know, the, you know, the, the, they were tired of the, the man, so-called mandates and the uh, police state instituted by the cabal up there through Trudeau, and they're taking things in their own hands. I don't expect Trudeau to last another month, not with this kind of action going on. They have raised right now over $6 million to pay for the truckers' expenses and and to um, to get rid of the mandates. But I think it's going to be more than getting rid of the mandates. It's going to be getting rid of the, the government up there as well and to, and to and, and put in a a, a true government that really cares about people. There's no reason for people to live in fear, for a virus that doesn't exist, for mandates which don't work, for face tapers that never work, for a, a shot program that actually kills people. You wouldn't believe the, the, the amount of number of people now in the VAR system um, that's that in on the CDC website about how many people have died. I think it's in the millions right now. And now they're going after our children. Ada, Rudolf Steiner was a famous Austrian philosopher who back on uh, October, what was it? It was October in 1917. He wrote an essay called The Fall of the Spirits of Darkness, where he, he's, he, um, I've talked to him about his, uh, about his um, speech or his presentation back then. And he said there would be a time when materialistic, greedy doctors interested only in money would, would give uh, people and children, young adults, a shot, a vaccine that would take away their spirituality and separate their soul from the rest of their body for money. Did you know, for example, that uh, Pfizer pays um, uh, healthcare professionals, they, they pay, I think it's 
$40,000 for every 100 people they, they vaccinate. Isn't that nice? So when they get 200 people vaccinated, they get $80,000. Of course, after you, if, you go, if you go to your doctor afterwards and you're suffering from health problems, not going to help you. He doesn't know what to do. And, of course, the Pfizer or Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson and other companies are completely protected, so you can't sue them. I think that will be changing this year as more and more people die from the kill shot. There's not one good thing of, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, good about these, about these shots at all. They don't do anything except kill people. And the only time you live through it is if you're lucky enough to get a saline, saline solution. There's um, hackers about two weeks ago got into the um, broke into the computers of Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, and um, uh, and and Moderna, and found out that uh, the companies know by batch number whether the shot's going to kill you, permanently disable you, give you cancer, or you're going to live. About twenty percent of the or so of the of the shots are saline solution, but it's very interesting. They did a study. They, they took this data that they got out of the uh, drug companies' um, offices uh, regarding the effects of the the, back, the the shots and correlated it with the VAERS um, death rate uh, operated by the federal government and realized that, for example, in a state like, like Kentucky, which voted for Trump in the last election, has a, has a death rate 19 times higher than California. Um, and that's true. And then they looked at all the other uh, red states, the Republican states who voted for Trump in the last election, all of their death rates are between something like between five and almost 20 times higher than Democratic states. And then they realize that these drug companies are targeting conservative voters in states which voted for Trump to kill them. And if you don't believe me, look it up on the, on the website and draw your own conclusions. It's www.howbadismybatch.com. And um, anybody interested can also send me an email. I'll be happy to send you links for it. My email address is outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I consider this kind of behavior on these companies to be totally criminal and reprehensible. It's worse than anything the Nazis did in World War II. Actually, with the uh, extermination program of the Jews and in the concentration camps in World War II, this is a much more effect- effective and efficient way to get rid of people, isn't it? Um, uh, for them, on their side, it's a very efficient way to to kill people off under the guise of health. Uh, that's all it is. It's a genocidal program, and the governors and and the companies uh, and Biden too, who's uh, the cabal who's behind this, should all be arrested and put in jail. This is murder is illegal. Last time I looked, it's it's wrong and illegal for people to kill each other like this. And why isn't anything being done about it? I don't know, but. Um, Anyway, you're welcome to look at those figures, and and you you can see for yourself what what I'm talking about. Um, but um, uh, I don't look at uh, at, at uh, Biden being in longer than a couple more months. I'm looking at Trudeau exiting within the month. For the beautiful people in Australia, I'm looking at them having a new government in May of this year or sooner, because what they've been doing down there is the same thing in Australia that they've been doing here in the United States. Um, and especially in Canada, which has instituted all these mandatory controls. But the tide is turning, and it's turning, turning very quickly. And as I was talking to my friends, uh, Pian and Kula, uh, Cullen, this morning uh, from Cyprus about the Pleiadians, the timelines have all shifted up, and things are going faster. By October, we are supposed to go in, we will be going into third dimension, but that could also be earlier, too. It could be August, for example, or September, because if we keep pushing 
and working hard to create a better plan and getting our freedoms back, all of this could change overnight very, very quickly. I didn't even, you know, look at look what's happening with the uh, truckers up in Canada. They're taking the matters in their own hands, and all of the people of Canada are behind them now, and good for them. And let's take a minute of prayer and uh, send them lots of love and light so they can be victorious in claiming their country back from the cabal and Trudeau who wants to enslave them like, like cattle on a farm. You know, it's it, it, the whole country is fed up with the, with the mandates and everything else in Canada, and they're standing up, and, and good for them. I know they're going to be successful, and within the next couple of months, they will have a new government. I guarantee it, and all the mandates will be gone. And when people realize that Biden isn't even alive, he's just a, basically, I think he's a an actor on a CGI screen, people will do the same in, in, this, in this country, too. Uh, Dr. Gary Knowles, a fantastic fellow. I really enjoyed meeting him. I interviewed him last week. He's a nutritionist. He's been doing this, this work for decades. He's located in New York City, and he broadcasts regularly on what's called the Progressive Radio Network. And I urge you to listen to that network, and you, he's, he, he's on the show every day. But uh, we might as well go ahead and play the interview. It's an hour and 12 minutes long, and then I'll, I'll come in at the end. Um, just to, to wrap things up. So, Don, thanks you so much for your help. Let's go ahead and play the interview with uh, Dr. Gary Knoll of New York City, and then I'll come back at the end. Thanks, Don, so much for your help. Appreciate it. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I have a fantastic guest on my show today named Dr. Gary Knoll. His website is www.garynoll.com. And he has the largest running public radio uh, program on alternative and nutritional health. And I, I love his work. Um, he's, you look at his website and he's got some of the best vegan, organic and non-GMO health su- supplies made here in the USA. But we're on for another reason today. Not only talk about Dr. Nolan and his wonderful work, but also about uh, the 5G rollout. And uh, Dr. Nolan, thank you so much for coming on my show today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Just curious, just real quick, about about your background, how did you get started in in the health field? I was started because I've always been interested in finding solutions to problems. Mm -hmm. So very young in life, I was also an inventor. Not successful, Mm -hmm. but had plenty of ideas. Started when I was about eight years old. Mm -hmm. And so once I left Parkersburg, West Virginia, a small community, on the high river and I ventured up to the big city, which I'd never been. I was just overwhelmed by the amount of culture, the diversity of ideas, the openness of the people to say their mind. Um, <coughs> New Yorkers are very opinionated about everything and sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. Sure. And, but just being in that energy stew was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that was my getting there. Then I was asked to write a book on health. And I said, well, I'm not an expert. I I don't have the degrees. I have a business background. Mm -hmm. And then I was going on from there to do additional uh, science work. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, educate yourself about what's wrong with the American health system. What's wrong with people's diets and lifestyle? Mm -hmm. What are we doing wrong to be so sick all the time? Mm-hmm. and not have the lifespan that we deserve. I mean, people all over the world, at least the 40 leading countries, as civilized, uh, or first world, world, first world countries, have much longer lifespans, sometimes six, eight, ten years long. Wow. So that, that got me doing two re- years of intensive full-time research. That's all I did. And I wrote a book. 
I turned it in. I didn't know if it'd be successful or not. Mm-hmm. And it probably would not have been successful. It probably sold maybe 300, 400 copies in some health food stores. Mm-hmm. But I asked, wouldn't it make sense if you gave me a little tour? So you gave me a little tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, bare bones tour, <laughs> crayon bus tour, right? Right. And, uh, and that's when I started to see firsthand that we were asking the wrong questions of people. In fact, there were some very famous people who were on, on a, their own tours, and we happened to be in the same cities doing media in the same places. And one of them was Erwin uh, Stone. Um, there was a great author. who He was a big selling author. But no one came. Hmm. And I saw that in Pittsburgh. Then I saw it in Philadelphia. So then I, I called ahead and I said, line up radio shows so I can talk. And the reason why, and one of the authors said this to me, he says, well, he says, nobody buys books when they go to a, a book signing anymore mm-hmm. uh, because they can watch everyone on television. Mm-hmm. Television has all the superstars all the time. You can see three or four in a given program. Who's going to stretch out in the, the water and snow or rain or sun and see us, mm-hmm. right? They just want to buy the book. Sure. Okay. But I did it differently. I went on and I said, if you have arthritis or diabetes, if you're overweight or you're in pain or fatigue, come down. I'd like to talk to you to see if I can offer some insights that would help you. Well, suddenly a door opened and hundreds of people attended. And then I started doing the same thing, asking people, what's, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I would talk with them. And then I would do lectures instead of book signing. I'd have 500 people and they'd be sitting in chairs and I would ask them what questions and I would address them. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the tour, uh, the book was a bestseller. Mm-hmm. And then I went back on the road again mm-hmm. and again. And we sold over a million copies in hardback. Well, fantastic. It, it went on to become the best-selling health book ever written in America. Sold over 5 million copies. Wow. Now, but in the process, I saw what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I saw my ignorance or lack of knowledge in nutritional biochemistry. So I went back to school, mm-hmm. got my uh, graduated with my background as a registered dietitian, went on, get my uh, ba- Bachelor of Science in Clinical Nutrition, went on and studied and ended up with a PhD in human nutrition and public health science, a multidisciplinary degree. Mm-hmm. And then I began my research work as a scientist junior scientist at the Institute of Applied Biology in New York. Almost all their work was orthodox cancer, pain uh, work, and all of it funded by Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. But because my work was different, it dealt with health and not disease, I was given my own lab up on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And there for the next 33 years, I worked on trying to understand what causes us to get sick and what can we do to get well, Mm-hmm. And I started with animal models. Uh, I, I'm, I don't believe in vivisection. I believe in harming animals. So no, none of my animals were harmed. I actually, because of my study, they lived a longer life and healthier. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe in cages. So I got rid of the cages. So all the rats were running around the room. And it just freaked <laughs> them out downstairs. Nobody wanted to come up. So huh. they built a glass wall huh. and down, down the whole room. And they'd be, I'd be sitting at my desk with two rats on my shoulders all day. You know, they, they never, by the way, in 33 years, I never got scratched or bitten, not once. Really? Wow. Not once. Wow. And uh, I never gave them water. I gave them fresh made juice. 
Mm -hmm. I gave them raw foods. I gave them cruciferous vegetables. Uh And I did not know at the time, nor anyone, that they had a chemical called isothiocyanates. But now we know that's the sulfur-bearing group of chemicals helps prevent cancer. It also turns off inflammation. And that's why lysine and many other products today are so popular because they really make a difference. That's why garlic and ginger and uh, onions are so good. So anyhow, I started feeding these uh, animals, uh, none of the standard rat chop, little pellets. But instead, I would give them wonderful variety of fruits, nuts and seeds and legumes and vegetables and, uh, and leafy vegetables, starchy vegetables every day, all organic. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they lived 27% longer than those that were con- used as a control who went through the standard grandchild normal life. Mm-hmm. But then I fasted them. Mm-hmm. I took a long time between their last meal and their first meal. And that also gave me the insight of how humans could benefit and live a longer life without disease, wow. turning off a lot of pain, arthritis pain, rheumatism pain. If they simply had a controlled fast, let's say your last meal is at seven o'clock, don't eat your next meal until seven or eight in the morning, mm-hmm. minimum of 12 hours. If you have a 12 hour delay, it's going to help you. In fact, when I finished my first study of a thousand rats that lived 22% longer, just on fasting principles, wow. um, I submitted it to the board and they didn't believe it. Because none, I mean, they had pop bellies, they smoked, they drank, they did regular scientists, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't believe in this health thing. It was just non-scientific. Uh-huh. But in, in fact, it was, and they never submitted for peer review. But I continued on. And later, seven years later, Dr. Laura Warford, an outstanding scientist at UCLA, was given credit for being the first person to show that fasting uh, extended the lifespan of rats. No, I had done that seven years before. Mm-hmm. And then I, I uh, started to use these on the people I was counseling. And, um, and what got the, the, finally, after seven or eight years, what finally got someone's attention was there was a hospital, Trafalgar Hospital associated with the Institute, and there was a terminal patient there. And it just so happens when I was over there one day, mm-hmm. I saw her, and she was my editor. Um, one of my books at a best-selling publishing company Uh and she had uh, end-stage cancer and she was using their hospice care. Mm -hmm. Hospice care is where you go Mm -hmm. to have a managed death, meaning they'll give you morphine or whatever opiate you need to kill the pain, but you lose cognition with that. You don't even know who's in the room or what's being said, but you're not in pain. And people generally don't last long, a few days, a few weeks, Mm -hmm. maximum a few months, and then they pass. And instead, I said, let me help you. Well, there's nothing to be done. And you hear that all the time. I've been to all this, all the famous cancer places she was at, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, nothing done. So she just said, this is the will. And I said, it's not the will. So I asked permission uh, from the head of their oncology division. Could I help this person? After all, I am a dietitian. I am a nutritionist. And I am a clinician in that field. So we went up to the chairman and he agreed. There's nothing to lose. He says, well, he was arguing with the department head. He says, why won't you try something? And I remember he saying, I don't care if it's howling at the moon when it's full moon. If something works, you try it. 
Sure, right. That's what science is. Right. And uh, so anyhow, he let me try it. And I gave her massive amounts of juices, high-dose intravenous vitamin C, mm-hmm. uh, oxygenated the blood, what is called autohemotherapy, where you take blood out, you put it O3 oxygen, and it turns beet red, and you put it back in the body. Um, drinks she had never heard of, like bitter melon, which mm-hmm. is bitter, and but very strong anti-cancer, curcumin, very high doses. In any case, over a period of three months, she reversed her cancer. Fantastic. Wow. Of course, they said it was just a spontaneous remission. I said, fine. <laughs> now, show me, a, show me another case in this his hospital's history where you've had an in-stage hospice care patient have a spontaneous remission. Just show me one. Mm-hmm. In fact, better still, go to the entire medical literature on PubMed. I've been there. Show me a person who's had stage four cancer at, at the level of hospice care that reversed spontaneously. Well, they couldn't. But that's the, that's the canard you have to deal with. Right. So anyhow, that then got some attention. And then they started doing more important research involving lifestyle behavior downstairs. I was on the third floor downstairs scientist. Begrudgingly, but they did it. So that's what got me into looking at the cause and effect of what we choose in our life. Not just food, not just beverages, but also our behavior and the whole field of epigenetics, meaning what has impacted our seven generations back genes from life behavior, mm-hmm. how we dealt with crisis and loss and everything positive, everything negative, it ends up in our cells and memory. Mm-hmm. And then we react to it. So then I you know, broadened my search. And then I went around the world looking at countries that have long lifespans. And I asked, why? Mm-hmm. What are you doing that we're not doing? And after going all over and getting the latest information I could from the mirror son, the mirror son of, of Hunza, uh, before the Pakistani uh, Chinese road went through and destroyed the culture, been there for over 2,000 years. Wow. And the longest lived people in the world and the healthiest people in the world were the Hunza cuts, about 80,000. Mm-hmm. But I got that and went down to the Brazilian rainforest and why they were living longer lives than many Americans were healthier. So I went everywhere, Italy and Spain, France, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Jamaica, everywhere I could. And then I came back and this whole process took about five years. And then one day I sat down and I did a mathematical model. The mathematical model was this. The basis of everything that I had studied Every place I'd been, every place I'd traveled, mm-hmm. people had never taken a vitamin, never done yoga, never done Pilates. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Why was it that they were living a longer and healthier life? Mm-hmm. And the foundation of all that I found was happiness. Mm-hmm. And we never considered happiness really? one of the principal foundational pillars mm-hmm. of good health. Mm-hmm. And I found that in all these countries, many of those countries would be considered third world countries, they were living longer and healthier lives because they were happy. Family meant something. Mm-hmm. They understood their purpose in life. They weren't living through fear. Uh, they did things probably. They didn't do everything healthy, but they did most things based upon being happy about life. And I could see it when I would sit like in an Italian village up in the Alps, <clears throat> the house that had been there for 800 years, same family lineage the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they took their 
They took their break at noon. And for the next two hours, everybody sat at that table. And there was 92 and 93-year-old, uh, the original couple, and then their sons and daughters, and their sons and daughters. All these generations were at this one very long table. Wow. And they laughed and they talked and they dealt with all issues. In fact, at one of the one of the issues they talked about, the uh, the the oldest gentleman said, "I have two sons who are not here. One is a running a bank in Milan. The other is a doctor. They're both in bad health. They're both in their forties. Hmm. On your way out, because you said you were going to go to Milan, would you talk with them?" about your experience in life, mm-hmm. what you found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, because they won't listen to us. They think our life is simple and uh, based upon superstition and, and old values. And it's not based upon superstition. Mm-hmm. It's based upon understanding cause and effect. Mm-hmm. You know, I said I would, and I did. And uh, I don't know if it made a difference or not, but, but it's that kind of, there's a genteelness within the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. They don't get all hyper- over nothing. They don't have all this. They don't have a woke society. They don't have identity politics. They live a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. That allows them to live a longer life because now all the science is coming out showing the less stressed you are, the longer you live. The more physically active you are, the longer you live. Mm-hmm. The better your diet, the more fruits and vegetables, the longer you live, whether it's a Mediterranean diet or vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And then most importantly is what do you believe in? What is the central core value of your life? What do you wake up each morning looking for? Which responsibilities do you embrace and appreciate? Which ones are worn out? You no longer need them. You want to surrender them so you have more time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So those that's what came back from all that. And I used all that in my work. And I believe that has helped me help other people regain their health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Wow. I learned a lot just by listening to you for the past uh, 10, 15 minutes there, Dr. Noll. Thank you so much for sharing that background. Well, as you know, there's been a, there's been a rollout of 5G across the nation now. And a lot of people, you, you and, and Richard Gale, I want to thank you so much for writing that excellent article that appeared. Um, and that's what got me onto your work as well. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I know there's, there's quite a bit in the article. You, you listed all the health effects. Um, uh, and I guess a second question, uh, Doctor, uh, would, would be um, on what can people do to help help themselves with the situation? Okay, the New York Times is a co-sponsor of five G with Verizon. Oh. They have a vested interest; therefore, they should recuse themselves from ever writing an article about what's right or wrong with five G because they have refused to single uh, one item out that's wrong. In fact, no one shows you what's wrong. We've all seen the ads of a you know, person coming into the store of the Verizon, but does, does, does 5G do this? Oh, yes, it does that. Does it do that? Yes. And, you know, and that's all nonsense. Because the reality is there are more than 10,000 studies by far more scientists showing all the Gs, G5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, and Wi-Fi are toxic. You don't see it. I'll give you an idea. In Panorama, which is, a, I believe, a part of the BBC, if not, it's one of the most respected uh, programs in, in British television. They had a specialist go to a school, just a normal school. Mm-hmm. And they took measuring devices, state of the art, 
And where a child would normally sit at a desk, they put the computer, let's say, two feet away, and they measured starting right there where a child's sitting. Are you getting a low dose of electromagnetic frequency penetrating the entire body mm-hmm. or a moderate or high dose? It was off the scale high. Well, way, way, way higher yeah. than anything anyone imagined. So yeah. then they started backing it back and they were clear out across the street in the lawn uh, of the school before it finally was normal. Oh my gosh. So just imagine wow. a child is sitting there from six to seven hours a day mm-hmm. and being bombarded with electromagnetic pulses from, from Wi-Fi. Wow. Now you go on an airplane, right? And every airplane now, if you look down, it has Wi-Fi on every seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not just you from that seat. It's all seats collectively. You're getting mm-hmm. that Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Think of pilots and think of flight attendants, how much exposure they're getting. Mm-hmm. Now think of the smart meters you're put on homes that can read all your meters, supposedly for our benefit. It's not for our benefit. Right. And uh, now you start having neurological problems. You have confusion, even dementia symptoms. Wow. You have central nervous system, a form of Parkinsonian syndrome, and no one knows what's from. And there's nothing in your lifestyle. You don't smoke, you don't drink, you exercise. Right. Why do you have this? It's not in your family. Because this is a major problem. And because they have over 440,000 satellites up there in the, in, the, in the sky, they can beam off these towers all over, all over the United States. And uh, that means that when you go in, in fact, I, right before COVID, I went for a run around Center Park. Mm-hmm. And I would point up the building. That's a 5G tower. That's a 5G tower. Almost every building had them. Wow. And so we're all exposed to wow. 5G. Wow. Now, there's no 5G on this block where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live at an animal sanctuary where I rescue animals and find them a loving home for life after I get them back their health. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I've done it for over 5,000 animals. That's great. And uh, it's just, it, it's just, I, animals are so... So not respected as sentient beings, unless it's a dog or a cat or a bird, in which case it is. Uh, people would sacrifice for their a loved one, love cats or dogs, uh, more than they do for themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I also deal with all the exotics, and uh, they're all sentient. I mean, you can you can communicate, and they they know. Oh, you have no idea how how they understand our feelings and they read us. And they're always there to give. So anyhow, um, they tried to put up, they did. In fact, when I was on uh, out filming a new documentary, they put a 5G meter. I could feel it. Wow. I'm hypersensitive to, because my body is healthy, mm-hmm. hypersensitive to that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was from. But when I started looking, then I saw all this. They took out my old meter and they put in this. And mm-hmm. uh, so I called them. I said, you come and get this. I don't want it. And they did. Mm-hmm. So 5G is just, it is an enormous problem. Mm-hmm. I believe that we'll have millions upon millions of Americans suffering from neurological uh, conditions, fatigue, pain, cancers, irregular heartbeat mm-hmm. from 5G. Wow. Wow. How does the, um, 
this is a, this. I don't know if you've been able to look at this, uh, Doctor Noel, or not. But how does the five? Do you know how the five G interacts with the graphene and nanobots in the uh, in the shop program? Yes. What what happens when they when they interact? Um, well, there's a new study that just came out mm-hmm. uh, that actually did the research on this. It just I reported on it last week, uh-huh. and it actually acknowledges there is a multiple conditions that arise multiple and mainly the dysfunction of the immune system and that's where the connection is now some of the information that's out there is wrong some of it is being put out by people who don't have a science background have not confirmed anything with the peer-reviewed literature but for the first time a major study has come to the conclusion that yes there is a connection between 5g and the vaccines, and uh, they suggested more research, which I absolutely would agree with them. But they established the fact that the vaccines and 5Gs are capable of having a negative synergistic reaction to the body. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Do your health supplements, I know you, you have a lot of wonderful health um, products on your on your website, uh, Dr. Null. Would they help, certainly, people? I, no. Um, first of all, I never make a claim for any of the supplements I've invented. I just had, I have a small, insignificant boutique line mm-hmm. that I created. I, I created, I don't know if you've seen those uh, products advertised on Fox, the little, you know, yeah. green right. and red. I created that. Oh, really? Not, not their product. No, I created the first ones mm-hmm. back in the 1980s. Uh-huh. Wow. And uh, I did the first green powder called Green Stuff. First red berry powder called red stuff. Still have it today. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I create new and unique products. My my newest one, I just introduced uh, Friday, and uh, it took me a year because there's a whole lot going on in there the public is not aware of. Mm-hmm. You you see you go in stores. Have you seen empty shelves? Right. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot more of that coming up, and because. A lot of farmers have gone broke. A lot of farmers after last season's flooding, mm-hmm. fires, mm-hmm. the heat, the drought. Um, I saw, for example, last year it started. And then this year I saw corn that was very thin, skinny corn. Mm-hmm. I saw nectarines and peaches that were small, half the size of what you would expect and not juicy at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they had to be harvested early. Wheat, same way. Because once it heats up at a certain degree, if you don't take a fruit or a vegetable off the line, they're going to die. In fact, there were cases where it got so hot in California that in some of the orchards, the fruit was actually exploding. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's very difficult to get uh, fruits. And especially when I get them, I get them from around the world because my formulas are, are unique. And uh, I believe in highest quality. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in bringing everything in from China, which a lot of people do like. They'll bring in their ascorbic acid from China. And almost all the vitamin C on the market is made from the ascorbic acid. Uh-huh. At least that's where you start, ascorbic acid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring out a natural, meaning no ascorbic acid added. Mm-hmm. The vitamin C comes from the fruit itself. So I found out the highest level of vitamin C in fruit. And then what is most important, you should be, now, thinking about this, because this is a very important topic, mm-hmm. the single most important thing you can do for your physical body 
is flooded with ORAC-rich antioxidants. The higher the ORAC value, the greater the anti-inflammatory response to the body, greater it traps a free radical. Let's just say this is a, this is a, a free radical <clears throat> from normal living, oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. You breathe in, you breathe out, that exchange between oxygen and carbon dioxide, that's, that creates a, a free radical, mm-hmm. lots of them. Mm-hmm. So along comes vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, selenium, and it grabs this and immediately neutralizes it. An unpaired electron in the outer orbit, meeting an antioxidant. The more antioxidants you have throughout the day, the more free radicals you deal with. Now, mind you, the average body, depending on your size, mm-hmm. uh, might have, let's say, for argument's sake, 50 trillion uh, cells. Mm-hmm. A very important study in anti-aging medicine, because I was the director of the anti-aging, I was a senior research fellow, but I was the head of the anti-aging department at the Institute of Applied Biology. Mm-hmm. So I did over 50 clinical studies, mm-hmm. four in the last two years. And another one coming up this May where I'll have about 30 people on campus and we'll measure their DNA, measure, measure the methylation, be measuring telomeres and a lot of other things. When you see the blood workup, you see, wow, this person's aging prematurely. You might be 50, but your, your DNA is telling me you're 80 at the biological level. Remember, you age and die because your biology, not because of your chronology. I because see. You, could, you could also be 50 by a chronological age. I'm 50 years old. But biologically, you could be 30. Okay, sure. And, and that's why we can slow down and reverse so many things if we know what to do, if we have a good support system, and if we actually have the discipline to do it. That means standing between you and your aging is your comfort zone. Right. In fact, just today, the last uh, friends left a reunion I just finished having for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was a, a marathon reunion. Mm-hmm. People who had run marathons with me over the last 50 years, yeah. uh, 40 years, they came as my guest. And, uh, and we trained together in effect, to repurpose our life going forward because all those people, every single one had 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 their marathons and then stopped and then unfortunately made some bad choices with their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Got overweight, morbidly obese, one person. But now they're on the road to rechange. You know, they needed that motivation. They needed to work together. Sure. Because there was a time when, like, Chariots of Fire, the movie, Mm -hmm. about the 1924 Olympics, Mm -hmm. uh, it was important. We used to run in Central Park, mm. about a hundred of us, in our natural living, running, walking club. Mm. And it, when I see the movie, it reminds us of when we were absolutely in great shape and taunt, strong endurance. But then some people maintain it, other people don't. It's when you don't maintain it, you really speed up the aging process. You speed up the diseasing process. Mm-hmm. But I want to let people know the encouraging things. You can reverse all that also. I've helped people in their 90s, mid-90s, reverse osteoporosis, senility, dementia, and Alzheimer's. Really? Actually, I have clinicals. Oh, yeah. I've, done, mm-hmm. I've been invited around the world to different anti-aging conferences to show the results of my study. I, I just published another article in the Peer Review Journal just two months ago mm-hmm. from the clinical studies. So they're on campus, and I control. They're on, they're, they can eat all they want, but they can only eat vegan, healthy foods. 
Mm -hmm. And we only have one major meal a day, a big smoothie in the morning, has all of our protein, nutrients, fresh fruits, mm -hmm. and then a small meal at night, generally a soup, soup and uh, uh, salad, seaweed salad, et cetera. In any case, but we all take the same supplements every morning off the table, and we all do the same exercises and uh, just different speeds and endurance. But I a woman came whose doctor didn't want her to have uh, travel because she had advanced osteoporosis, mm -hmm. but she did, and she couldn't walk 15 feet. Mm -hmm. At the end, she was walking three miles without effort and reversed her osteoporosis, completely remineralized her bones. So okay. there's a lot that we can do mm -hmm. Wow, that is outside the purview of medicine because mm -hmm. medicine deals with pathology, disease processes. Right. And I'm dealing in prevention, mm -hmm. which isn't it better to prevent something rather than to get it and try to find ways of overcoming it. Absolutely. In any case, the, the way that I came up with all these is that uh, when you exercise, your telomeres are lengthened. The telomeres are the end caps of chromosomes. And telomerase is an enzyme that helps maintain that. Let's just say you look at a shoelace. At the end of every shoelace, there's this little tight bound hard part, right? Keeps your shoe from unraveling. Mm -hmm. Well, our DNA is very similar, chromosomes. We don't want the chromosomes to unravel. We don't want them to become adversely affected. And they're bound by this thing called a telomere. And so the longer your cells stay intact, the longer your life. So the lower your heartbeat, let's say it's 80, and you get it down to 60, you've just added about 15 years onto the biological clock for your heart. Wow. The same is true for the brain. So getting the antioxidants into the cells is important. To do that, mm -hmm. you have to eat a healthy diet. To do that, you have to start having like a fresh glass of orange juice. And by the way, the science just came out last week showing we have grossly underestimated the ORAC of oranges. There's about 10 times more nutritional value in an orange than what we had believed. Really? So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So have yourself a fresh glass of orange juice every day mm -hmm. and spike with some vitamin C. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea is the free radicals lead to the production of these cytokines and cytokine storms are what are killing people with COVID. So the more you can do to turn off inflammation, the longer you're going to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, of those 50 trillion cells I mentioned, mm -hmm. um, they get about 10,000 alterations per gene per day. Wow. That's significant. Wow. So if you could just give up alcohol in any quantity, smoking, if you could start to exercise, if you began to have a high quality plant-based diet and take proper supplementation, you could reduce those gene alterations, which lead to the destruction or death of the cell by probably 50%. Mm -hmm. So instead of 10,000 gene alterations, you're mm -hmm. doing the five. Now when you do meditation or prayer or listening to soothing music, when you're doing something that really de-stresses you, Mm -hmm. That's a big plus because mm -hmm. if you walk around anxious and hyper and angry, uh, then you're going to raise up those cortisol level, epinephrine, norepinephrine, your stress hormones, and that's going to age yourself because that creates a lot of free radicals. In fact, we can actually show now the pathway between stress and heart disease, mm -hmm. right? Stress and stroke. So you can literally wear yourself to death. So the science is there now to back up. But one time was a belief that 
we didn't know what the belief was real or not. Mm-hmm. So the more you do this on the right side of that ledger, mm-hmm. the longer you're going to prevent senescence, the end of life. Mm-hmm. So after all my touring and all my research, and after 50 clinical studies, uh, counseling and health support groups, over well over 150,000 people mm-hmm. and lots of data, um, I made up a list. It's a clock. Clock goes forward, clock goes backwards. So if you smoke, if you drink any alcohol in any amount, if you work night, if, you, uh, if you're eating a standard American diet, um, all that takes years off your life. And depends upon to what degree you do it and how often is how many years you take off. But you can sit and pretty accurately figure out all the things you've done. Have you been around computers all the time? Um, are you sedentary or are you active? All this counts. Then on the other side of that clock is what, what slows down the aging process? What gives you those years back? Exercise, meditation, um, making, making a, a purpose for life that is important to you, that you value, a service, a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. All these count. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you can take an average let's say it's 78 years and which is down now. We lost two years of our lifespan in 2020. I believe it's going to come out to be more in 2021. Sure. So in the last two years, we could have approximately lost up to four years off our lifespan. And when you realize it takes decades to add one year onto your lifespan, decades, and we just lost four, um, then that's serious. But we're, again, those of us who are in the field say, okay, what do we got to do? Where do we start? So you start by making changes. And these changes are like getting rid of the electromagnetic pollution. Uh, you don't see a cell phone here. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I don't want that up against my head. And I monitor any of the electronics I have here to make sure I'm far enough away that the electromagnetic pulse is not hitting me. You can buy these for your home. Then you can walk around and it would surprise you. It was surprised you to turn your microwave oven. And a lot of people stand beside their microwave oven or in a kitchen small enough that they're actually getting the electromagnetic pulses off that oven. It's very high. Right, right. So the things that you wouldn't imagine could be dangerous for you, you could measure and see. Mm-hmm. Even, even getting a good night's sleep, if you have any electronic device on while you're trying to sleep, that's pulsing right into your brain. And kids sleep with their cell phone on under their pillow. Mm-hmm. At least off at 3.35 in the morning, they get a call from a friend they've never met to talk about something about photographs the person sent up of the cereal that they had that morning, as if that's significant. But all what the consequences were pulsing our brain and it's causing problems. So you see, we can change almost everything in our life if we choose to with a better outcome. True. We can transcend. You can either achieve normal or you can achieve exception. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between normal and exception. Mm-hmm. I've wondered why camping sometimes, Dr. Noll, where I sleep so well, much better actually than I'm at home. Of course, at home, you have electricity everywhere, including computers. At my place, it's the same way. And, and you're right. And, I, and you've just explained why I probably sleep a lot better out in, the, out in nature without all the electronics everywhere. We would all be better if we spent more time, what's called green time, in mm-hmm. fact, there was a study came out from Europe in Scandinavia that showed 
the same patients on a whole floor of a hospital. They all had the same condition. Mm-hmm. And, but in one half of the hospital floor, the patients were looking out over a wall, a brick wall of a building beside them, right up against them. In the other, they had open space and were looking to a park. Mm-hmm. The ones who were looking at the park had a substantial improvement in their conditions oh. because of experiencing green space. Mm-hmm. We need about two hours of green space a day in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're not getting it, but we need it. Wow. 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 Well, it's funny. I got the same message years ago, and I got it from, from my cat, of all things. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the message? Well, he, he said to spend at least, uh, he said I was working too much. I wasn't taking enough time for myself, and I needed to spend, you know, three or four three or four times a week, 30 to 45 minutes in nature. He said I could drive out in nature, whatever, but uh, that's the message I got. And I remember that too. And I've t- I, I, it's one of those things that's stuck in my head since that time. So Good. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. You know, um, you mentioned this in your article. I, I wanted to bring it up uh, that um, the CEOs of all these major airline companies, you know, protested with this, with this 5G rollout. Um, do you expect be, there will be further problems in the future since they, they've turned on the system now? It, well, they're, they're allowing the airlines to have a different frequency of two miles into the airport. Hmm. And uh, depending upon the size of the plane, depending upon the speed it's going, depending upon weather conditions, that might not be enough. Mm-hmm. But the plane itself is filled with electromagnetic pulses. Right. But they're concerned that the, it's so strong it could disrupt the navigational system, especially when you're most vulnerable coming in for landing. I don't believe that uh, the major industries sponsoring 5G will do anything with the hope that there are no crashes. Let's hope there are no crashes. Right. If, however, there are crashes, now they'll be looking at that part of the plane that malfunctioned, if it was a mechanical malfunction, was it any way related to the performance of equipment on the plane that was altered or blocked by 5G? Mm-hmm. If that happens, then everybody gets serious because everybody in the industry has promised the communications industry that is sponsoring 5G has said it's safe and effective. And that's not, not true. Don't right. take my word for it. Right. Look at the 10,000 studies and look at the professors, right. expert in the field, who will tell you how dangerous they are. Right, right. There was a book written, I believe it was last year. I, I wish I had it with me. I, I do have a copy about the history of electricity in this country and around the world. Um, a Dr. Noel, where uh, like in the 20s, when they first introduced a lot of electricity and radio waves, then a lot of people suffered from cancer, a lot of health effects. And it seems, it seems like every with every new technology, it takes time for our bodies to adjust. And during that time when it's taking the adjustment, people suffer uh, from cancer, or other, other effects as well. Our body actually does not um, adapt. Okay. It maladapts. Just like people, let's just say that you're in an office, and I'm sure at some point in your career you were in an office where there were other people, and some of those people were just obnoxious, <laughs> or you know they were loud mouths, or they couldn't shut up, or they were 
always uh, causing noise. Uh It's very unlikely anybody would have said to the person, you're in a common environment. Could you please respect our needs as well? Mm -hmm. Because nobody wants to be the point of focus of someone coming at them with negative energy. But in point of fact, they're already coming at you with negative energy. Um, and so we, we then decide more often than not to adapt to it. Look, we adapt to bad politicians. We right. adapt, adapt to bad laws. Right. This is the seizure law, which was taking innocent people's possessions, everything they had in their bank account when they saw your car and give me your, give me your credit cards, debit cards. They had a little machine. I think the first one to use it was Oklahoma. They put your debit cards in and it would immediately go up to the balance and take everything you had in your account. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And huh. then, then, and you say, well, why are you doing this? What have I done wrong? And in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases, no one did anything wrong at all. It's just that that was one way for local police departments to fill their, their needs financially. Wow. And you could go into court, but it would take a long time to get into court to get your assets back from wrongful exploitation you. But then they started doing with cars. If they liked your car, you know, they would take your car and they would always give this excuse. We believe that you may have been transporting or had exposure to drugs for illicit purposes, or when that didn't work, that you were traveling on a road used by drug traffickers. Oh, really? Oh my Every road in America, <laughs> every road in America has been, you know, traversed by drug dealers. But that's the games they play. That's how supercilious their arguments were. But they were collecting billions upon billions of innocent people's money. They even closed businesses that they wanted to have so they could confiscate the business and people's homes. Yeah, this this was nuts. And this was uh, promoted under Obama. And and by the way, have you heard of any officials, any, who supported weapons mass destruction, supported the Vietnam War? Uh, policymakers supporting the invasion of, uh, of of the 54 nations of uh, 54 countries in Africa, Libya was the most advanced. Hmm. Now you can like or dislike Gaddafi; that's your business. But he really represented stability, mm-hmm. and he would give every single Libyan family revenues from all the oil they sold. Wow! And that's why he was destroyed in his country, taken over because they wanted their oil. Same way with Syria, same way with Iraq. Mm-hmm. Anyone who tells you otherwise, we're bringing peace, democracy, and freedom. Okay, there are 56 nations that you've invaded and the regime changed. Show me one that's better today because of your efforts. Right. No, you can't. They've destroyed these countries. But they got the people who wanted it, got the resources they wanted in most cases. Right. And that's where it all ends. So these are the very people that you're trusting to tell you about uh, uh, the very institutions or governmental agencies that are overseeing every aspect of your life, and you're going to trust them? If you lied to me about anything, you're capable of lying again about anything. That's true. So, so if you tell me that uh, no one's sorry for all the death and destruction in Iraq of Iraqis, Americans, and other people, and uh, then why should I trust you or believe in you about anything Mm-hmm. Including um, face diapers and the shop program. Yes. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wrote four articles that are free 
I read an article about the CDC, an article about the FDA, an article about the World Health Organization, about Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, and Merck. I wrote six articles, all fully documented. All my articles, over 800 articles, are fully documented, legally vetted. That shows you these are criminal organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've been captured a long time ago. So if you're giving misinformation, if you tell us all to use the the PCR test because it's accurate, but the inventor of it, who won the Nobel Prize for it, Dr. Kerry Mullis, who was a friend of mine, and you go up and see an hour and 54-minute interview I did with Kerry Mullis at his home in 1996, and he said, Anthony Fauci won't debate him because he'll make Fauci look terrible because how bad a scientist he is. But he also said my test should never be used as a measure of of, uh, diagnosis. It's not for that. Mm -hmm. So the most you should over amplify something so you can see it better is about 23 times. They were doing 45. So about 95% of all the tests we got that were then cases, meaning asymptomatic people were healthy, but they were HIV, uh, they were uh, COVID positive. Those were false positives. So what happened on, on December 31st, 2021, the U.S., uh, the Center for excuse me, the uh, CDC stopped using the, C, uh, the PCR test. There'll be other tests. But what about all the millions and tens of millions of Americans that use that test and believed that they, right. they could die because they had a positive reading? And then, the, then it was used as a case. It can't know cases where you're actively infected and you're showing symptoms, not just you're positive. And so all the lies. But again, no one held accountable. Nobody will be held accountable. Even if it ultimately shows and is proven that Fauci and a group of people that he was heavily funding were responsible, responsible for creating the science behind the gain of function research with the Wuhan lab scientists and the Chinese government officials and scientists who covered it up. Nothing, not a single thing will happen to him or anyone else. It's just like there is not, can you name me a single uh, top person at the FDA, CDC, uh, CIA, National, National Security Agency has been found, found guilty of crime against humanity, has been punished? Nothing. No, not one. No. Not one. But if you if you should jaywalk on a sunny morning, four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and someone sees you, you get a ticket. You'll be monitored with that. That's right. Forever. That's right. Remember, Martha Stewart was not found guilty of insider trading. Huh. She was found guilty of lying about insider training. So nice. again, and yet the persons like Mr. Drake and Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, Karakawa, and all these other wonderful human beings right. are so brave. Right. They expose what? They expose crimes by federal agencies. And then who went to jail? They did. Mm-hmm. So just think about that for a moment. Just, just put yeah. your mind around that. Right. In right. America today, if you expose a crime by high government agency officials, you'll go to jail. Nothing will happen to them. Mm-hmm. What kind? What does that tell you about who we protect? So then, those very same agencies support mandatory five G. They want every house to be exposed to it and right. have it, right. and they're succeeding. Right. So the question is, what you can do about it? You can inform yourself. Mm-hmm. The more you inform yourself, the more aware you become. Right. Then you can decide. Okay, I can join some groups and petition my legislator to fight this. Right. 
And that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah, good advice. My goodness, I've learned so much uh, from you today in the short time we've been able to talk. Uh, Gary, and I'd love to have you on again, as well as your friend uh, Richard Gale as well. I sent a note to him. I, I, he's probably swamped with work to do, but um, but uh, I'm sure I'll hear from him. Anyway, I'm happy to you know accept an invitation if I can share whatever information you want or your listeners want. Okay. Um, anyone who wants to read the 10 articles I've written on 5G can go to GaryNull.com. Then GaryNull.com, very simple. Then you'll see articles. Hit the article tab. Then you'll see categories like vaccines, COVID, health. And one of those is 5G. Hit 5G and that'll show you all the stuff Mm -hmm. that you need to know Mm -hmm. about that. Great. Great. I have a conference every year called the Galactic Wisdom Conference out here on the West Coast. We were, uh, this is my ninth year I've been doing it. And in the past, before this scandemic hit, we were always doing it in person at a big hall and had a lot of people coming. But we'll do it by Zoom this time in March. And I'd love to have you as one of my speakers, if you'd like. It'd be about an hour sure. long. That would be. Thank you. That'd be great. Well, could, I, now, could you tell me about your audience? How large is your audience? Uh, what? Sorry. What, my friend? What is the size of the audience listening or watching right now? Um, I on on my show last um, um, last Saturday or Saturday a couple days ago, I had uh, thirty point five million uh, listeners in over hundred countries. I've been broadcasting for about eight years now. The purpose of my show, it's a spiritual program, is to make the world a better place. And when I started my program back in two thousand thirteen. Um, I was directed by angels to start my show. I ran into a homeless man at a library in the Seattle area, and he used my name, Gary. He said, Ted, um, this is a message from your angels. Uh, we want you to start a radio show and start writing books. And um, it's, it's kind of a long story what happened then. I, I didn't know the first thing about, uh, about radio, um, but um, I, as luck would have it, I did run into a producer, and he liked my ideas. I got on the show, and at the time, um, I had to pay, what was it, $800 a month to be on the Seattle, Seattle radio program for an hour. And then soon, within about six months, my show was at the top of the rankings for all the sh- dozens of shows on this this one um, radio program in Seattle. And he asked me to do more time. So I went to two hours. Then I was on that program in Seattle till 2020. And then I moved to BBS radio online in San Francisco in 2020 and then i've also expanded to europe um how long is your show uh it's um it's uh two or three hours in the morning from 10 a.m to 12 noon or 1 p.m pacific time then again i i broadcast again from three to three to four or five on saturdays and then on mondays i broadcast from noon to two in vienna good i'd like to share something if you don't mind Mm -hmm. now that i see your motive for what brought you to the air Mm -hmm. Um, I come from a a born-again background down in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming to New York City, I was met with a lot of skepticism about the things I believed in. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't tell anyone. I'm not there to push any particular belief. Mm -hmm. But then someone said, you're talking about energy transfer. I said, yes, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. This is one of these skeptic people who don't, they're atheists. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I tried an experiment. 
I ask the audience, if you believe that you have any gift for healing, any proof of it, contact us. It took six months just to go through the thousands of people who claimed they did. <laughs> but we found 50 people. Have you ever heard of Olga Worrell or Catherine Coleman? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. They, they were famous televangelists back in the 1950s and mm-hmm. 60s. And so they were in it. Uh, the leading uh, spiritual head of the spiritual foundation of Great Britain, Harry Edwards, was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Emily Hart and um, anyhow. Mm-hmm. I, at the Institute of Biology, I, and I was told I could not advertise, I couldn't promote this, I couldn't talk about this mm-hmm. because the other scientists did not like it. Right. <clears throat> but I, I got some mice that had ascites tumors. They lived about 22 days. And they couldn't touch the mouse, but they could hold their hands around it, and whatever they felt worked, they could do. And we would just see the outcome. It's that simple. Well, out of the 50 people, six of those people were able to heal their mice. Well, wow. Then that, that's not good science. That's only the beginning. Mm-hmm. You have to replicate it. Other people have to be able to use your same protocols and get the same outcome. Right. And then I did it six out of six times over a year period. So then <clears throat> the people who succeeded was Rabbi Abraham Wiseman, who was known as being a healing rabbi mm. over in Brooklyn. Uh, Dr. Thomas Cruth, the Order of St. Luke, uh, Dr. Um, let's see, there was Dr. Morton Jacobs. He was known as the man with the healing hands, and he was a chiropractor. Uh, we had doc, doc, Dr. Cartier and uh, the head of nursing for New York University. Those were the people in the study. Mm-hmm. And you can see photographs of this where they're actually holding their mice. And so they had a legitimate phenomenon. Now in science, you have to say, you saw something, you witnessed something, you proved something, you just don't know why, mm-hmm. how. Sure. And, but in the South, we have what are called, at least we had at one time in America, uh, the prayer doctors. They would sit with you and pray by your hospital bed. Oh, wow. this, was, this was completely normal. Throughout the sound. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think any of that exists today. Mm-hmm. In any case, uh, what I found was that this the, the head of nursing brought that information back and started to teach nurses this. Uh, and uh, now today you have therapeutic touch. Have you ever heard of therapeutic touch? I have. Yeah. All the nurses are taught in the United States. That was that original research I did. So it was the first study ever done mm-hmm. scientifically to prove that there is a life force and energy uh-huh. that you can share. If you have that gift, you can share it with other people. Uh-huh. And that's why we feel better around some people and worse around others. Sure. And that's why uh, there's there, this energy is a very high quality energy that harmonizes to rebalance disease into normalcy. Mm-hmm. And I've done many experiments on this, many. I did 30 years of energy research on this. But interesting, all the people who said that they were able to do this, all were people of faith, different faiths. Interesting. Uh, Dr. Iram Malik, who was uh, Mm -hmm. the top imam for New York for decades, closer in the mind. I guess now he's in his 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, he believed also in 
what you can, some people have that gift, other people don't, mm-hmm. but you can, you can learn to control the energy that you give out. So you get positive healing energy out instead of negative energy. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, the universe was never does anything in isolation like this. So it means that if a person can do this, then why can't food do it? So that led me to do a series of research experiments in collaboration with a professor from university in Rome, mm-hmm. where he, he created this machine and we could measure the energy that you would get from eating or drinking a particular food like apples and dried apples and apples and then applesauce, apple juice. Each one had a different energy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of almost a year and a half of testing every possible variation, uh, we like wheat berries, but then when you sprout the wheat, you get wheat grass. Mm-hmm. And wheat grass, which is non-gluten, they had a very high energy, 10. Therefore, the more wheat grass you were using, mm-hmm. the healthier it was for you. And there was a person who promoted wheat grass uh, therapies. Her name was Ann Wigmore. Mm-hmm. Wonderful human being, by the way. Mm-hmm. She was up in Boston. Mm-hmm. So this is just to let you know that that a lot of what we do without even being aware of it, is we're sharing our vital life force. And through that is the spirit mm-hmm. and other people. When you're holding someone's hand, you're getting dopamine hits in the brain. Wow. Similar to what a person who was doing methamphetamine or cocaine or heroin doing, but you're not injecting yourself. You're sharing the rise in a particular hormone that then triggers the brain to have a feel-good experience. When you're hugging, mm-hmm. uh, when you're when you're embracing someone, your partner, someone you love, your children, when a mother, every mother in the world, when they have their baby, they bring it to their breast and then they kiss it. Right. By that little kissing, right. the immature, non-existent immune system uh, that it is, is the mother's picking up any kind of microorganism on the baby's lips, the saliva, and then her body immediately starts to create antibodies to it that then go through the breast milk. And so breastfeeding is one of the best ways in the world to build a natural immune system. The oh, immune system. Interesting. So the things that we now know that before were, would have been rejected right. uh, are right. now finding the science to support them. I just wanted to share that little bit of thing because of what you said. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Dr. Noel. I have to tell you, I, I do a lot of work with the Emoto Peace Project in Tokyo. I'm a big fan of Dr. Moto's work. And of course, this is his message from Water, a little children's book. And what he found is that when he put wrote the words love and gratitude on the bottle of water, a glass of water, on the electron microscope level, uh, Dr. Noel, he had these beautiful water crystals form. Yes. And our thoughts are so important to um, to to making the world a better place and, and actually raising one's vibration. He, he uh, before he passed away in 14, he treated many thousands of people with what's called his Hado machines or vibrational machines, which would program water to help people raise their vibrations to help with any spiritual or physical condition. Um, look, at, look at Rural Rife. Are you familiar with Rural Rife? I, yes, I am. I sure am. Absolutely. Wait, people, scientists all the time would contact me Right, Because their institutions where they work wouldn't allow them to do something so esoteric, so strange. But I was open and I, I, I would invite. They all, at least 30 scientists over the years from UCLA, from other places, said they, they figured out Roar Rife's frequency. But then when I gave them a laboratory and the opportunity to do it, it never worked. Hmm. Um, but they tried. But now I know a person that actually has, the only person 
that I, I know has actually duplicated hundreds of thousands of variables. And what are you talking about? You're talking about, you're talking about vibrational energy, mm-hmm. right? You're talking about rebalancing the imbalances in our own energy. Right. I'm blocking and starting the healing process. Right. So when you open up the door to energy, you're opening up the door to almost everything that connects us with being human, the heart. Mm-hmm. When you hear people who had a broken heart. Um, when you have a person who says they're sick to their stomach, these are all energies that can impact us positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot going on in the in our mind that can impact our choices. So I always ask, my mother said something early. She said, uh, I had my first best-selling book. And I went home, I wanted to buy her something. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to buy their mother something, show their love. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she wouldn't take it. She says, no matter what house I would live in, it's not going to change what makes me happy. I'm happy here. And But she did say this to me. She said, you're going to find people in life well-meaning people, not nice people, will make wrong choices, but they'll only know they've made a wrong choice when they reach a destination. Hmm. Then they turn around, they take a look, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have said no to that opportunity. Yes, that one I should have stopped before I said that, which became, in other words, she called it uh, the weapon of your tongue, Mm -hmm. where you say something to someone that you know is going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, So she said, so learn this, Gary. Always ask yourself, what do you want when you reach a destination? And can you get there ethically, morally, honestly, and with a sense of character and integrity? If not, then you're making the wrong choices or you have the wrong goals. Mm -hmm. So my life is don't wait till you reach a destination to see if your choices up to that point have been correct. Mm-hmm. stop turn around i call it living your life in reverse mm-hmm. see what special moments positive or negative occurred what role did you play in them? what role did your ego play mm-hmm. what role did your lack of awareness or wanting to know the truth mm-hmm. the great uh, psychoanalyst fritz pearl who discovered uh, gestalt said a fear of knowing is a fear of doing so if you don't want to know what something is you won't look for it Mm-hmm. So the door you should open, you're not even aware there's a door there. You, you blockaded it with fear, insecurity, guilt, shame, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So we've got to sweep all this out of our consciousness. So at least when we want to be healthy, we know how to stay the discipline to keep healthy choices coming in. We don't want to act as if being healthy is a punishment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want my pizza. I want my French fries. I want my potato chips. You may want them, but do you need them? <laughs> yeah right yeah that's true mm-hmm. right right just a few thoughts that's that's funny that's funny well i want to thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today it's um i i, I remember your website is garynoll.com you've got some fantastic products there and all your articles there and i want to thank you so much for coming on such late notice and um I will. I, I know everyone listening today will really enjoy what you what you've had to say, my friend. One last thing: <clears throat> there are a lot of different issues we can address. I suggest a person only addresses one issue at a time. Keep mindful and focused on it. And to help people, I have put up a lot of my investigative reporting articles. Mm-hmm. That's another part of my life. That's another career that I engage in. 
but where I show you the truth of things. So at least you know what to engage or not. But also I've done last year in 20, 2021, the number one documentary was The Cost of Denial. Mm. And uh, it's it was produced by the Society for Independent Investigative Journalists. So mm-hmm. you Farber, the great investigative journalist, is narrator. Mm-hmm. But what it does, it takes a look at 1,200 individuals who had full-blown AIDS and mm-hmm. came to the Tri-State Healing Center that I owned for 15 years in the 1980s and 90s. And not a single one died. Every single one regained health. But 18 of those reversed their HIV status completely. These wow. were the first actual cures of AIDS anywhere in the world. That's fantastic. And they stayed cured. And the evidence for that was hidden by the media. We offered a press conference so people could interview the medical staff. I had 22 medical staff. They can interview them, the patients, the records. Everything was there. Not a single member of the media came. We sent out three invitations. They knew about it. They chose not to open that door because Anthony Fauci was promoting a deadly drug, most deadly drug ever given to the American public. Um, And that's called AZT. Right. And, and at 1,600 milligrams, people were dying like flies, about 300,000. Wow. And preventing people from using Bactrim, which could have stopped the pneumocystis pneumonia in their lungs, which mm-hmm. the people were dying from. So it could have saved about 80,000 lives. Instead, he took about 300,000 lives. Wow. And he only promoted vaccines and AZT. Today, wow. he promotes remsdenzivir, which right. is the study shows that it was stopped the safety study, because it was killing up to 25% of the people in the study. Mm. And yet every patient who goes in the hospital has gotten that, or almost everyone. And, uh, and that, instead of getting the drugs from early on, they could help save their lives, like monoclonal antibodies when they have symptoms, right. diagnosed with COVID, mm. zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, right. um, black cumin seed oil, curcumin. Uh, the things we know work. Right. Olive leaf extract, right. quercetin, but we're not told how to prevent it. We're told just, well, wear a mask and well, good luck on that. And uh, right. so we're, right. we're, in, we're in a pickle. So I want people to know that I have about 30 articles on that, but I have 70 articles on Wikipedia. And Wikipedia, in my opinion, uh-huh. is the biggest propaganda machine on earth. <laughs> and it goes after everyone who's doing something positive. Oh, I see. I, and read the articles. They're all academically accurate. Scholarship is perfect. Never had to change a single point. And they're legally good. So people could use them in a court of law. But look about our main source. So if your main source of information, you Google alter, uh, cancer therapies, you're only given or orthodox. And they then attack all alternative therapies. Right. They attack Oriental medicine, they attack chiropractic and acupuncture. Right. And legitimate healing sciences, they attack. Right. And the proponents of it, they attack. So uh, we have been fighting them in court and in, in the, the people who come to my site and download it. But again, all that information is for free. No. So, and also the year before, the number one documentary in the world, winning film festivals, was uh, Last Call for Tomorrow showing you the truth about what's causing the planet to be in such a crisis and the impact it will have on us and what we can do to solutions. Mm-hmm. I'm all about solutions. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad something is, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. But we have to have the openness 
mm-hmm. the freedom of thought and expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If science becomes so orthodox, it wants to censor any dissenting voice, and then it ceases to be science. That's right. It becomes a cult. Right. And right now, most of science medicine is a cult. I agree totally with you, uh, Dr. Noel. I actually know of two, two instances, two people I know, who um, were in the hospital, um, took t- or were taken into the hospital, one in the United States, one in Ireland, and they followed standard procedures. They said the hospital said they had COVID, but I don't believe they did, but through one of these false positive tests and was put on a ventilator, given rendesivir, I think you called it, and yes. they both died shortly thereafter. And the hosp- both hospitals made quite a bit of money off their death. I mean, it's a standard operating procedure. It's like genocide. And I, I personally uh, think it's, 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 uh, it, should be, it, should be, it shouldn't be allowed. It's criminal activity. If you want to invite me back to show every single thing they've told you about um, COVID is its opposite, I'll be happy to Great. come and do that. And I've written Love to have you know, 20 articles. I've also written articles against the woke culture, okay. identity politics, okay. um, critical race theory, okay. which is the biggest promoter of racism in the world. So I've gone after all this substantially. Okay. Not politically. I'm not political. Okay. You know, but from a purely reasonable point of view, you can read those self-empowerment articles as well. All right. So my pleasure to meet with you. And thank you for this opportunity to meet with your audience. And uh, great to have you on. So we have a lot of information and I broadcast over the Progressive Radio Network every day. Fantastic. And all the shows are in the archive. PRN. Okay. Uh, PRN is the Progressive Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. You're doing so nice to see you. Have a great time. I, I wish I was closer, Dr. Noel. I'd like to invite you out for lunch, but uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe sometime. I do come right. up once in a while. So Thank um, you. Anyway, thank you so much, my friend. And I'd love to have you on my conference uh, in, um, uh, in, the March, in March, too. I'll send you some information. Okay. Bye-bye, my friend. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. Wasn't he a great, uh, great nutritionist? Uh, I really enjoy Dr. Noel and... Uh, Hope to have him uh, on in March for my Galactic Wisdom Conference. That'll be um, on March 12th and 13th. And uh, he's a great guy. I'm so glad I, I met him. Um, anyway, I want to I want to give uh, uh, send us all a, a lot of love and support to Canada to the people there protesting the draconian fascist dictatorship of uh, Justin Trudeau. And with that, I'd love to play two different segments. Um, Don, I think you got him, my friend. We can just uh, uh, run the first one. It's about four or five minutes, and then run the second one. It's another four minutes. It gives you a taste of what's going on up there right now. Um, uh, there's just so many people, up to millions and millions of people, are protesting against uh, Trudeau and the mandates right now. I don't see Trudeau will last in office very much longer. Um, he's uh, He doesn't care about his people, and he's treating them very poorly. So, um, anyway, it's time for him to go. And I think Canada is what they're doing up there is a model for us here in the United States, too, because Biden is a absolute buffoon, a joke, uh, a fake president, and he should go as well. Anyway, Don, thank you so much for playing. And then I'll come back here in a few minutes. Uh, they're just two short segments. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. 
and we go to the beach. I'm just going to go have fun, truckers, and thank you all. Thank you, truckers. Hi, my name is Gabriel. I'm from Manitoba. I'm turning 13 year, years old tomorrow, and I just wanted to say best birthday gift ever, having you guys fighting for us. I am so glad for you, truckers. You rock. Hi, my name is Matthew. I'm 12 years old, and I'm from Alberta, and I just want to say you guys are awesome. Keep on trucking. Good night, truckers. Thank you. To Santa Canada, truckers. I got a little guy here that wants to say something to the truckers. Yes, uh, thank you, truckers. Hi, my name is Maya. I'm six. I'll go truckers. Have a good night. God bless. Hello, I'm Kalia. I'm 10 years old. I come from Manitoba. I just wanted to thank you guys for what you did. I'm praying for you. I love you guys. Hi, my name is AJ and... I'm eight years old, and I would just like to say thank you for all you guys do. My mom always says, um, you got it, a truck brought it. Thank you, truckers, for standing up for us. And I am eight years old, and thank you for anything you do. I'm Austin, and some knack mine, and be glad you're doing those, put up the truck scene. And I grab, I grab him one drum handle, and I, I really love you when you're doing it. Thank you for fighting for my freedom. Good night. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers, for being our heroes. This is Shiana from Pincher Creek, Alberta. We love you. I work at a daycare, and I have a five-year-old son. You're doing more than giving us back our freedom. You're giving the children back their childhood. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hi, my name is Clara from Drumheller, and have a nice drive. God bless you. Hey, everybody. This is an unbelievable emotional ride. We caught up to the convoy here just uh, by Dryden, Ontario. You cannot see the front of it nor the back of it. There is people... We have seen probably thousands of people along the road with flags flying. Uh, there was even one place there was uh, payloaders on both sides of the road and just uh, wish, uh, willing, wishing us well. It's just so emotional. Thank you. Mounties for Freedom. Also been working with a group taking back our freedoms for a number of weeks. Great group of people trying to do great things. Just want to give you a quick shout out to express my immense gratitude for what you're doing on behalf of all Canadians willing to stand up to defend our charter rights and freedoms. Thank you for your courage and for your willingness and loyalty to each other, your willingness to stand up in solidarity with one another and with all of us, regardless of your status, regardless of our status. Thank you for restoring my hope that there's a future for my kids in this country. Thank you for doing what law enforcement should have done months ago. 
Law enforcement is not too late. If you know that something is wrong, it's time to speak out and stand up with people who just want their freedom and their life back. We need you now. Support these truckers. Canada should be able to rely on their law enforcement. These truckers should be able to rely on our law enforcement to help and support their cause, because this is for all of us. To the truckers, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Godspeed, safe travels. Well, uh, there was another clip as well, but there are probably well over a million people now converging on the capital in Ottawa and Canada to get rid of the mandates and to get rid of Trudeau too. And all the, all the awful politicians who are enslaving their poor people. I wish them well and Godspeed as uh, George President or George Washington would say. Uh, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener supported station uh, program and really appreciate your beautiful support. If you'd like to support us, just go to our website on BBS Radio. Or you can go to my website at outofthisworld1150.com. You know, if we all work together, I know we can create a much better and happier world. Um, and we are headed to to a beautiful, a beautiful. I know we're creating a much more beautiful planet right now and a beautiful world. And I want to thank everyone so much for their wonderful support and, and help. With that, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful and happy day. I'll be back on the air on Monday um, uh, here on uh, uh, BBS Radio uh, at 12 noon, uh, broadcasting in both German and in English. So um, anyway, I can't wait to see you all then, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thanks so much for all your help, everyone. Bye-bye, and good night.